Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. And you just pause for a moment, you can feel where the current actually wants to take you. But if you've got frantic conditioning and ideas about where you should be going, then you're not going to be able to feel where the water and the wind want to take you. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from Clear and Open. Your attempts at pursuing happiness are the very thing holding you back from attracting it. In truth, you have to be willing to lose everything, be the truest version of yourself, and trust that whatever happens, you will be fulfilled, because you'll be you. Often the result is better than you could ever imagine, but you can't get there without taking the risk. This episode was originally recorded as part of the Claiming Self-Authority course, available at courses.clearandopen.com. I offer weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship at clearandopen.com because it's my truth that with the right tools, anyone can eliminate the people, money, and time problems holding them back in business. And I share parts of these webcasts and courses on this show because I want to help you too. If you're enjoying the show and learning from it, I'd love your feedback. If you're listening to the show on an Apple device, all you have to do is open the podcast app, view the full description of this episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review for the show. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. So in one way, we talked about this a little bit with Passion Path, but even more so with Soulmate. We have this idea that we're going to choose the soulmate. I'll find the one. And then I'll know and I'll, this is what I love to do. And I'm going to find it. You know, it's like every 18 or 22 year old has some idea of what their dream job is. I mean, hell, most 10 year olds have an idea of what their dream job is. You know, it's a cop or a fireman or a nurse or a doctor or something. You know, there's only a list of like 10 things or maybe something their parents does. But is it ever what they do? I didn't know I wanted to do what I'm doing now until my mid 30s. And I don't even know if this is the end, you know? And some of you, I mean, meeting uh, Passion Path, I think, is less common than soulmates. But, you know, many people will tell you they've, you know, met their partner and knew that very moment that they were going to spend the rest of their lives with them. So is that actually choosing them? Many of them will say, no, they didn't feel like they chose it. It's just there it was, and they were powerless to do anything different. So I say all of this to get that the paradox of self authority. The paradox of self-authority is that real self-authority in one way doesn't feel like you. You're just the conduit for it because there's just as much service to truth as there is self. And that goes back to virtues and why you don't seek happiness. You seek to embody the truest, best version of you. And then you leave the outcomes to life. You leave the outcomes to life. You don't frantically date every person you run across, you become the kind of person that you want to draw, that you want to be with. You, you spend your energy doing that, not trying to fill up your own deficits with someone or something else. You know, so if you hate your job, 
you invest time and energy into kicking its ass so that when you have a job you like better, you can perform well in it. You don't play victim and say, I hate my job. I just have to do this to pay the bills. That gets you nowhere. And you sure as hell don't settle for a loveless or sexless romantic relationship, no matter what you told the priest or the imam, because screw their rules. If it doesn't serve you, it doesn't serve you. Now, with an asterisk, if it's useful for working out something, you know, hey, all relationships have problems, all nothing's perfect. So if it's useful for working out something and there's incremental progress being made, I would say, okay, stay in it. But don't stay in it just, just because you put your hand on a book. That's not self-authority. And it may be not life's truth. You know, just because you swore on a book to stay together with the person for the rest of your life doesn't mean life wants you to. That's all made up. So if you're getting the sense that um, there are no rules and you've just got to feel your way through all of this, yeah, that's right. But the more you do it and you let go of the rules and, and the conditioning, the more you, it's sort of like when you stop swimming against the current and you just pause for a moment, you can feel where the current actually wants to take you. But if you've got frantic conditioning and ideas about where you should be going, then you're not going to be able to feel where the water and the wind want to take you. And then you just lie on your back for a second and float, despite your mind telling you that you need to not rest and keep going. And then you go, oh, look, the direction's over there. And then you can swim with it and pick your head up and be like, wait, I'm not sure about that. That's a little scary. Well, that's where the current's taking you. But what if I have to live under a bridge and I lose everything? Mm -hmm. Yeah, what if? Follow it, see what happens. Or you could go back to willing yourself through your own life and trying to make your own happiness happen. You could keep going with that. You're not really going to stop until you see how badly it fails, this life or the next. That's the thing. I can talk about this, but generally no one's going to give up the pursuit of happiness until it fails badly enough. And, I, and that, that's not to run that down. That's just how it is. Everybody's on their own timing with that. Because the giving up of producing your own happiness is a, a surrender of ego to the divine. It's no small thing. So you have to experience the ways in which your life is not working. That's what bottom is, right? That's what any AA person will tell you is the most important thing, hitting bottom. I'm The bottom I hit seven years ago I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. I'm surprised I didn't kill myself, honestly. I lost, I, I didn't end up under a bridge, but I lost about uh, $225,000 and a house and a wife. My cat even died during all that. Like, really? It was almost like, a, like really? My cat died? I was like, are you joking? I don't even get to have that? A job, a community. And it made me so strong in one way and in another way, my will never recovered. It never recovered because that time was the product. It's like I had built this house of cards that was like my will's finest achievement. This and this and this and this and this. And then a strong wind just blew it away. And that was apparently what I needed for my will to go, okay, never trying that again. I give up. And then the rest is history. My will never recovered. I wondered if it would. I tried a few times. The will was like, oh, I'll do this. And then, 
at one time I had a whole idea, I had an offer in a house back in Oregon and I was dating a woman I thought I was in love with and, and it all just disappeared. Every time I started to build, try to rebuild the house of cards, didn't get past the first story. Now I hope I have a very strong will, had a very strong will, like really strong. So mostly that level of catastrophe only happens with very strong-willed people. So I hope that doesn't happen to you with an asterisk. I wouldn't wish it on you, but my under-the-bridge experience, which sucked really hard for a few years, I would pay that price a hundred times over for what it gave me. A hundred times, easy. How bad do you want it? How bad do you want your own self-authority? How bad do you want the truth? In one way, that's the only question. And again, not that you'll have to pay any of the, you don't know. That's the thing. If you knew, okay, how much do I got to write the check for? Well, it's $28,304.26. Okay, I got, I, I'm willing to pay that. That's the thing. You don't know what you're going to have to pay. You don't know. You, th- you dive into a vat of acid and then you see what survives. You burn yourself down and see what survives the ashes. It sounds insane, doesn't it? I'm looking for people who hear this and go, yeah, what else is worth doing? Because that's how it lives in me. What else is worth doing? Why wouldn't you give every cell in your body to the truth? Why wouldn't you be willing to transform yourself over and over and over again to be pounded like a sword against an anvil, to have all of the impurities pounded out of you? What else is worth doing? You know, have a really good music collection, find the perfect cappuccino travel lots. I mean, hey, if that's interesting to you, then do that. Really, I'm not running it down. If there's content stuff that you do to make you happy and it's working, keep doing it. Eventually, you'll fall on your face would be my prediction. But don't take my word for it. But if you're hearing this, and you are, that if and when you do fall on your face and the ability to make yourself happy with content fails, you'll remember this and you'll go, okay, maybe I need to start from the inside out now and be the person I need to be to draw what it is I want and surrender to maybe it's not for me. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. The lever you have, I will close the next two minutes. The lever you have, the control you actually do have in life is you. Your willingness to be who you are. And those virtues are an example. Your uh, homework is going to have to do with what I call the code. Many of you have seen it already. It's a simple set of instructions to live by that are, I see it as like the most basic, most fundamental, like being on time, keeping your agreements, meaning what you say, saying what you mean, these kinds of things that will lead you to live the virtues more and then just see what happens. You don't embody the virtues or follow the code. In order to get happiness, that's not the point. And that's really important because at first, it probably won't make you happy. It might make you miserable a little bit because you'll be looking at how out of integrity you are. So it's not about that. It's about being you and seeing what happens. How does life respond when you're being more you? Some of you wrote in the homework that I saw that if you were to stop caretaking people, you would likely lose friends. You might, 
You might lose some friends. You might have some friends go, you know what? I've always wanted to have a deeper connection. Thanks for calling me on my bullshit. Or another friend might say, how dare you? I can't believe you. You don't get to know, you see? You don't get to know. See if you can find the freedom in that. If you haven't been telling your truth with your friends, I've got some great news for you. You don't know whether they're your friends or not, but you can find out just by being yourself. And then life will tell you whether they're your friends or not. Life will tell you. And then you can go, oh, great. I don't have to decide. You see, it's actually very liberating. It reduces your decision fatigue. It shows you where to go. Well, I went over here and was with myself. I was with myself and they didn't like it. Then I went over here and these people really liked it. Well, it's really simple. Go over there. What are those people doing? Right? If you're in a job where you feel like no one listens to you and no one gets you and you're underappreciated, get the hell out of that job. Unless you're just playing victim, which could be. See what I mean? Life's telling you you're in the wrong place. Oh, but I got to pay the bills. and what? You see what I mean? The information's there. It's just about being courageous. Any last questions? Theory, you were going to say something? No pressure, but if you want to. I just wanted to ask, like being enlightened and being under the bridge definitely has, it comes along with plenty of destruction, that's for sure. Definitely, I don't know what fulfills me and I'm not there, <laughs> I'm not even close. But again, that comes along with plenty of destruction and even, even for your surroundings, for the people who are a big part of your life. I understand now you just spoke about friends, but it's beyond even friends. So uh, do you have the right to cause destruction to others just to be enlightened? Is, is that claiming that self-authority, uh, giving me the right to cause destruction for people who are unaware that, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm being enlightened? Uh-huh. Okay. So I would assert a premise. I have a question for you, but first of all, I'll assert a premise. When you do what's healthy and good for you, it's automatically healthy and good for others. Yeah. Even if they don't like it. Like when you uh, like look at like an intervention, you know, and do an intervention for, you know, someone who's a heroin addict or an alcoholic or whatever. If you have to go, that's fine. Um, that's that's the, the person who is being intervened with the addict may really not like that. What right do you have to tell this person that they're destroying their life and that you don't want to see them do it anymore? What right do you have to do that? It's your truth. That's the right you have. And you think it's healthy for you. Do you right now think about the hundreds of thousands of addicts around the world whose friends and family are not doing that? They're enabling it. Super common. And they're using that very justification. Well, it's not my life. Who am I to say? Well, what I would say is what you're getting out of that is you don't have to have an uncomfortable conversation and risk losing this person as a friend. And the addict gets to keep being an addict. Alternative. You stand up for your truth, risk losing the friendship. The addict has to be uncomfortable and make a difficult choice. You see, it's more difficult, but it's true. So I love the question. And then my question for you, the follow-up is, which one of your parents trained you that you couldn't be you and that you didn't have the right? Hmm. Yeah, I have, I have to feel that. Right. That's the place to look. So I'm not saying, let me make, make it clear. There's a huge distinction between healthy self-interest and unhealthy self-interest. So I'm not saying everyone gets to do whatever they want. You know, this has to be carefully looked at. You know, if you're going to do something, 
that could seriously affect the people around you, especially if they depend on you, of course, that all has to be very carefully looked at. I'm not saying just willy-nilly do whatever you want. But what I'm saying is look at it through the lens of if I'm wanting to do something that's healthy for me, then what if it's always healthy? This happens always healthy for the other person. This happens every day when people get fired, right? The employer fires the person. If people have such difficult time firing people, it's really hard. And then nine times out of 10, within three months, the firee, person who got fired, realizes one of the best things that ever happened to them. Happens every day, right? It's happened to me 10 times. That's how many times I've been fired. Every time was the best thing that happened to me. I've learned many things the hard way. So that's the premise to start with. If it's healthy for you, it's going to be healthy for others. See if you can make it work that way. And it may be difficult to see. And that's what, you know, I can help you with that in office hours. And therapists can often help you do that kind of thing to step back and go, oh, but I don't want to hurt them. Well, they're killing themselves with drugs. They're already hurting themselves. So maybe this is better. And there's many versions of that. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com slash review, and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.